What the film? Welcome to the Every Movie Ever podcast. What the film? What are you talking about? What the film? What are you doing? The following episode contains spoilers. What the film? I don't want to do this. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to uh, a What the Film. Uh, this time, uh, suggested and uh, researched and put together by little old me, Rob. I don't want to do this. You you have told me nothing about this until I got the invite to this recording session, which is titled uh, The Name of the Theory, or the name of the movie that you have is it? pieced this around. You um, might not be. It's it's a little more franchise-wide. So uh, today we are looking at um, <laughs> that, that Star Wars. That pisses me off even more. And, that it's uh, franchise-wide, and yeah. you've named this recording section The Phantom Menace. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're going to go on a little journey, you and I, mate. It's going to be, uh, oh it's going to be, it's going to be quite, quite intense. Um, Can I just point out, just before we get into this, real quick, mm-hmm. I went to see this in the cinema when it came out yep. with my brother. Yeah. Because growing up, me and my brother had the original Star Wars trilogy on VHS. Yes. Did you have them separately, or did you have them in the special edition box set, or did you have them taped off the telly like real G? Yes. Yes. All yes. three, right? Yes, correct. There answer. was there was because there was VHS uh, tapes that were worn out in certain parts. I'm yeah. not going to point out the parts. Leia with Jabba. I'm just going to say that was extremely worn out for some reason. <laughs> uh, there was Return of the Jedi yep. when Luke's like swanning about. Yeah, and you obviously the ones taped off the telly. They had the advert break still in, and like yeah, of course yeah, they yeah. they they gave you like ample time to run and grab snacks, take a piss course yeah. uh, i was the same I mean? so so i i was a huge star wars kid i had um loads of toys they weren't the ones that came same. out because you and i are of an age where when we were into star wars mm-hmm. the original trilogy was there and they hadn't yet done the remastered re-release to cinema there was no digital reanimation no. everything was claymation yeah. everything was the yeah. original you know the, the, yeah. the like a new hope was the 1979 new hope yeah and, and our that's, star that's... wars toys were the 70 star wars toys bought from charity yes. shops yes yes my brother my brother had a millennium falcon in the box mint in condition and it was in the attic and we we decided collectively as a family to buy another one so that you could play with one and so keep, that we yeah. play with one and keep the other one forever yeah. so about a month ago i went into the attic and found that there had been a slight damp issue in the loft at some point over the last 20 so years damaged the box right uh the box was essentially gone fuck uh and the millennium falcon had like a weird kind of damp musty smell moldy stuff with like the the... so that was that was fun But I saw this in the cinema and have As never been more pissed off in my entire life. Like me no, and my brother left I the disagree. cinema being I like, think, I think what? when this came out in the cinema, at least for me, I'm speaking uh-huh. personally, yeah. I didn't quite realize how shit it was yet. There were things that I didn't like, but I came out from that first watch like excited because it was the first what? new Star Wars. And it was only on rewatches that I was like, oh, this is this is bollocks. See, I went in really fucking excited. Like right. really yeah, fucking excited. So me and my brother were like buzzing our tits off, right? Yeah. So we both went in crazy excited, being like, fuck yeah, man, we get to see like the birth of everything. We get to see where it all comes from. And we walk into a fucking <laughs> fucking Pepsi commercial. 
And yeah. it's like, what the fuck have we just wasted our like lives on? I How long have like, we waited I'm, for this? I'm not saying I like Jar Jar. I'm, I'm just saying that I was so high on the excitement of new Star Wars. And I, I was so excited going in that I don't think I allowed myself to acknowledge its flaws until like the second or third watch. I couldn't get over it. Right. I, I, I don't know what it was. It was just, I remember, when did this come out? 2001? Around there, yeah. Yeah. It Let's was heartbreaking. Uh, yeah, 1999. 1999. Yep. There you go. 11-year-old yep. me buzzing my tits off. And being, literally, I yep. at this point, I'm still relatively uncomfortable swearing around my brother. My brother's yep. older than me. Uh, by a chunk. Maybe nine years. It is gotcha. exactly nine years. I don't know what yeah. I'm saying, maybe. So, so my brother's like, older you're than like me. what? You're like 11, 12? I'm 11 at this yep. point. I'm 11. This comes out. I'm not. I'm still relatively uncomfortable swearing around my brother, um, but I remember walking out and just being like, "What the fuck have we just done? Like, what is this?" And Stu, my my brother Stu was like, "Look, we, you know, we'll see, we'll see where it goes. Yeah, we'll see the birth of Vader. Oh God, he has didn't to go. Just, he has to go and find a wife. Went? He has to have a kid, and then he has to turn evil. So we'll hold out hope for this. Or maybe this is just sort of like a slow runner yeah. to like the ultimate amazingness." And he, he was horrendously wrong. Horrendously wrong. Do you know what I find incredibly wrong. ironic is that um, the kids, the youth, the mm-hmm. Generation Z, mm-hmm. they love the prequels. Why? They don't understand. Like They love the cheesiness, the corniness, and they have no resentment towards them whatsoever. And it perplexes me. I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand it. When someone says to me that The Phantom Menace is better than any of the original films, I oh, disown them. Yeah, exactly. Fuck get in off. the bin. In the bin. Yeah. Right, you ready? Bin. You ready for this theory? No, I don't want to. Ta- I'm not going to tell you what the theory is. I'm going to. I'm going to slowly unwind it. Right. Okay. So Empire, Empire Strikes Back. Sure. Uh, imagine and try if you can to imagine the time when you hadn't seen it before, which mm-hmm. we, neither of us can probably remember because we started watching these films so young. But mm-hmm. imagine when you know Kenobi says you got to go find Master Yoda, and then Luke's on Dagobah, yeah, and he finds this little whimsical comedic green troll thing right sure and i i can't remember but i'm sure that i was like oh that's not yoda that's just like a weird little comedy side character and then of course the whole big reveal was that comedy side character was an incredibly powerful jedi that that lucas likes to do he likes to like hide big things in the small details right you don't assume that this little green frog dude is powerful but he ends up being one of the most powerful jedi in the whole fucking original trilogy um, can I can I just can I take a stab at what this theory is? No, you keep your mouth shut. <laughs> okay, because I've uh, got a horrible you, feeling that I know dare, where this is going. Don't you dare preempt it. All right. Okay. Even if you do know, even if because I think you're probably correct. But if you spoil it, <laughs> if you draw comparisons between a certain sh- character sh- from sh- Phantom sh- Menace, right? And so fucking Yoda. Alec Guinness's Kenobi in I New will Hope. Quit. He very very carefully <laughs> says, and very you know seriously, Kenobi says, "There's no such thing as luck." Right. Yep. Now consider the fact that Emperor Palpatine comes from Naboo, the same planet that Jar Jar Binks comes from. Yep. And if you think back to the Phantom Menace, Jar Jar Binks is incredibly lucky. Like that's his that's mm. his defining characteristic, right? But Kenobi says there's no such thing as luck. Mm. And when you go further, Jar Jar's the guy that calls the vote of no confidence in the rule of the Senate. Mm-hmm. which empowers Palpatine to the role of emperor. 
I fucking hate you. Uh huh. So my theory is, and it's not my theory, it's a very well publicized theory, but it's one that I knew would absolutely murder you and therefore mm. I thought I'd pick it. Thank you. Is that Jar Jar is in fact an incredibly powerful Sith Lord. Mm. Mm. And I don't think you can refute it. I mean, Jar Jar being an incredibly powerful Sith Lord mm -hmm. parades around like, oh, that was lucky, but is in actual fact channeling the Force, yes. manipulating yes. Jedi's, mm -hmm. the the light side. Yeah, because think think about how we meet Jar Jar. Qui Gon's just running through the forest and then happens to bump into this fucking dude, right? Who is then by their side yeah, I guess. for the entire fucking thing. He's the last guy you'd suspect, and he is pivotal in some serious moments. He is pivotal, like, forget the Senate vote, which is huge. Mm -hmm. Talk about, like, finding Anakin. The whole Naboo Gungan no, thing, guess... like, he's there. And if you were Palpatine and you wanted to have a sleeper agent embedded with the enemy, surely Jar Jar would be your guy, right? Just a fucking bumbling idiot, completely unsuspecting. Yeah, no one's going to suspect this fucker. Oh, I fucking hate it because I wouldn't suspect. I hate it. I hate him that much that I wouldn't suspect him. I'd be like, yeah. just fucking get in the bin. Right. Or and then the you've sea. got that sort of but Yoda vibe from, yeah. <laughs> you've got that Yoda thing from Empire where you've got the sort of silly speech pattern, strong force user, originally played for comedy. And to back this up, it has to be said that George Lucas, before um, The Phantom Menace came out, uh, did state that Jar Jar was the key to the whole thing. I fucking hate this. I hate everything that's happening right now. So now, I know, I know the point that you that you that you're making, yeah. and I know the bit that you're on about when George Lucas like he's the key to everything. Mm -hmm. Stop. Why? Okay, if he is the key to everything, why? Because I think so... when there was such vitriol shown to the character after the release of Phantom Menace, it forced yeah. rewrites. Yeah. I think they went, okay, this, you know, this has not gone down well. And to back this up, Ahmed Best, the actor who played Jar Jar, who I've got absolutely no vitriol for whatsoever. He did as he was directed uh, and was driven to near suicide by the fan reaction to his character. Um, there was a, a very, scene uh, yeah. in Revenge of the Sith where he's walking down a long pathway with Ian McDermott before he's turned into the Emperor. And Palpatine kind of thanks him for putting him in power. I hate it. You could, it's because it, it, it makes sense. It does make sense. Yeah. But it also gives validity to Jar Jar fucking Binks, and that's what I can't stand for. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of it makes him relevant in the yeah. the grand scheme of things. It, it places him as a person of importance, as, as in fucking Yoda and Emperor is like iconic, as in like mm -hmm. one of the most pivotal moments of that movie. The yeah. most, the main point of that movie is fucking Yoda. Not yeah. fucking Yoda, fucking comma Yoda. Yes, yeah, right. yeah, the important comma there, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, grammar it, saves our souls. So is it? <laughs> is it Yoda or is it? Is it Luke? Is I would argue that it's the it's the battle between Luke and Vader at the end of Empire on Bespin. But okay, sure. But I think that's completing the training that Yoda's fucking like built yeah, him up to. He's right, he's the center of Act One. He's yeah, hundred yeah. percent like the yeah. Act One main event. Actually, no, sorry. Hoth battles Act 1, Yoda's you. Act 2, okay. Best Spins Act 3, yeah. We almost just fell out and we're never friends ever again, but you saved it. That's no, great. No, Hoth <laughs> is, the, is the pinnacle of Star Wars for me. But yeah, what I'd say about Empire, the, the reason I like Empire is Yoda, and it's the fact yeah. that he plays he this tiny little fucking 
unassuming, just little, like you call him, like a comedic side character. He's silly and fun. Magical. It's kind of like a troll under a bridge. Yeah, but I think I think what's 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 revealing about that introduction for him as a character is it shows, ignoring the prequels because they hadn't happened at this point. We're we're still only on you know the second Star Wars film by the time this mm-hmm. film comes out. It shows his comfortability with his level of power that like he can be whimsical and silly. He has no need to be serious. Yeah, of or, course. Because he's just that fucking gangster that he can, you know. Exactly. That's yeah. it's the swagger, man. Yeah. Like he's got, like he's got the fucking, he's got the confidence of the entire Jedi force behind him. He just yeah. does not give a fuck, and that's what makes him so amazing. But to put Jar Jar fucking Binks in the same league as that, yeah, infuriates me on a on like a fucking spiritual cellular level. Awful, isn't it? It's it's it makes me. There is a rage bubble inside me. I that can make is, it worse like, as well because you know, feeding my you dyslexia know, right now. <laughs> you know, after Phantom, when they ridiculously wasted Darth Maul as a as an enemy by killing him off. Yeah, he's uh, a fucking great enemy, and he was he incredible. Was, he's, he's what there for twenty minutes and yeah. then gone. What the fuck? And then the he point? appears in extended stuff and blah blah blah, and and you know Star Wars animated sure. and all that sort of. But suddenly they have the second film of the prequel, and you've got Count Dooku. Which is, although he's played by the ever incredible Christopher Lee, mm-hmm. pretty shoehorned in and relatively like. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't really remember the second movie or no episode one does. two. I don't really remember. I know, I remember there being a lot of talk about trade deals, and I yeah. was like, I, yeah, I'm. But good. I reckon, <laughs> I reckon these new villains were hastily shoehorned in, and were rewrites to cover the fact that they were going to have Binks be the villain. But after the incredibly vitriolic re- fan reaction to him as a character, which I have to say was unjustified from the point of view of the person playing him. I don't think you should ever put you know, an actor through that. But yeah, from a writing point of view, there's no denying that Jar Jar Binks is an incredibly racist archetype. He's just the fucking worst. He's the worst. He's the he's the worst. He's the culmination of everything bad in the Star Wars universe just fucking crammed into one goofy Christmas toy. Yeah, shit. Do you not feel a little bit sorry for George Lucas? And here's why I feel sorry for George Lucas with the prequels. Because if you look at when him making the original trilogy, he's surrounded by Lawrence Kasdan and a whole team of people who Mm. are able to tell him, George, mate, you're off the fucking chain. This is nonsense and terrible and you shouldn't do this. And then they come out, they obviously change cinema forever and change narrative and myth and fiction for, you know, popular culture forever. 20 years go by and he goes right i'm gonna make the next three no fuckers telling him when he's wrong you're not going to be the guy who's going to tell george lucas that he's doing something wrong it's he's the fucking inventor of star wars so when he goes i "I want a hook-nosed sort of dewy guy owning anakin and bartering over every fucking trade uh using sort of pseudo yiddish no one's being like right it's my second week on the job am i going to walk up to george lucas and be like really (laughs) <laughs> I mean, he must know what he's doing. He made the first three. Yeah, I, I guess so. he's so. just not surrounded by anyone who's got the ability to tell him that he's fucking it up. And I, I, do, know, I, just... I, I do feel sympathy for that, you know? He, he was probably expecting people around him to be like, yo, dude, this dialogue between Anakin and Padme is, is fucking dead, you know? But no, no one did. Because who's going to tell George Lucas he's doing Star Wars wrong? Star Wars fans. Evidently, because that's what they've been doing for decades now. <laughs> well, I, I'm of the opinion that no one enjoys Star Wars less than Star Wars fans. 
No one enjoys the prequel trilogy. Maybe the third movie is okay. The, third, the end the of it end, is. The, the third end of the act third of movies, the third movie, yeah. yeah. Third act of the third movie, sure. I could, I can stomach it. Yeah. But it's become, think... it's become like a weird, the prequel trilogy is like a weird obsession with the generation, the, the younger generation. And I don't get it. I don't well, understand because it. Because it's, it's memeable. It's the same way that the original um, Sam Raimi Spider-Man films have become so meme because the, the, the dialogue is so hokey and so corny that there's entire subreddits devoted right. to just quoting it. So this is this is down to the same way that we treat eighties B movies. Yeah, hundred percent. Right? The way they the same. But does that not fucking break your heart that something that is such a big part of our childhoods is now the equivalent to Basket Case trilogy or Toxic Avenger? Uh, or I don't think it's that B. I don't think it's that B. I think it, what would be an equivalent of something that we found like um, Mac and Me. That's like a no, cheap, not that cheesy. B. Not that um, B. Not that B. That's uh, not that B. It's quite B. I'm it's trying to almost think. I'm trying to this. Like I mean, 80s... that's just a fucking McDonald's advert, right? It's a McDonald's and a Pepsi advert. Or is it Coke? I think it's Coke. It might be. It's McDonald's it and be. Coke. It's an advert. It's the same as this as a fucking... As a Toys R Us commercial for Jar Jar plushies. I'm trying to think like 80s... Like Evil Dead, right? Evil Dead 2. Careful. Cause right. We're, we're Amongst on... one of our favourites. Probably... Probably my favorite franchise of all time. Right, but Probably. admittedly, admittedly, quite quotable and viewed with loving respect rather than terror by the time we were in our teens. Right. Sure. I wasn't overtly <laughs> terrified. I was when I fucking watched it the first time and the first sure. few times. Okay. But by the time I was in my mid to late teens, Evil Dead, Evil Dead Two, Dawn of the Dead, Return of the Living Dead, those sort of horrors, I loved them. Yeah. But I loved them in a in a whimsical, it's a, yeah. It's not like a horrific way. jump scare exactly. kind of way. It's exactly. A, it's, you see someone's fucking yeah. head get chopped off, and you your hands are in the air, and you're like, "Fucking yeah, yeah." Like, exactly. All right, I get that. I get that. I get and that. I think it's the same. It's the same. This is you know they view the prequel trilogy as a sci-fi that you know oh, it's a, it's failed sci-fi. It's not failed sci-fi. It's just it's viewed warmly and lovingly with a with a with a tongue in its cheek rather than there's so many better sci-fis to do that with starship troopers oh we need to still need to do an episode on starship yeah, we, troopers because it's a do. fundamentally misunderstood film it's it's incredible yeah but it's it's that it's tongue-in-cheek it's goofy it's fucking quotable it's memeable just but ironically run at it. by trying to be that it failed at being that and star wars prequels by trying to be anything but that ended up as nothing but that i hate it i hate it yeah Okay, so what we're saying is that Jar Jar is the is an all powerful Sith Lord responsible for Palpatine, or, or, or a Sith. Um, you know, he's so I'm trying to think, figure out the timeline because there can only be two, right? Although sure. they bend that rule a whole fucking bunch in in the extended universe and, and other places. Yeah, I've um, got about fucking fifteen novels from the extended universe, and there's very little coercion. Yeah, um, which is weird because there's actually a whole um, like canon council isn't there where they you know yeah. there's like a person who's in control of it i miss the extended universe man and i wish they'd done more of those plot lines with the sequels but again the, my, my original point of no one enjoys star wars less than star wars fans we mm -hmm. love the original trilogy uh the younger yeah. generation love the prequel trilogy don't really give that you know they they are aware of the originals but they're not you know they're not their favorites god that's mind-blowing to me and no matter which everyone seemed to fucking hate the sequels now i right, enjoyed 
Right, yeah. Sure. Uh, well, it's a retread, but yeah. There's yeah, nothing exactly. to dislike. It's, it's, it's a new hope, but yeah. for the for the modern day yeah, it's generation. A, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a reboot, as it were. So you can't yeah. dislike it. It's just, it's nothing new. Yeah. I loved The Last Jedi, and everyone seems to fucking hate it. Last Jedi's the episode eight, right? Yeah. Episode eight was great. It was open-ended, but it was great. It, it would have end- been better if J.J. Abrams hadn't come back for nine. Because nine I think had to was be fantastic. a certain thing to make eight make sense or exactly. to make eight good. But exactly. nine I came feel... out and un- undermined the exactly entire that. fucking franchise. Exactly like, that. Not just the last two movies. It just undid everything because yeah. now Palpatine's got a million fucking Star Destroyers and has been yeah. hiding on a moon somewhere for the last yeah. how long? Yeah. For why? Yeah. Who cares? It's and just, it's fucking I, waffle. I loved, what I, the things I loved about 8 is I loved mm-hmm. the fact that it broke with so many Star Wars traditions. Okay. The, you know, the heroes go and meet some dashing stranger and he can't be trusted. He, mm. he, he rinses you. Mm-hmm. Um, the big bad guy who's got loads of mystery around him, you don't find out what he's about. The protagonist who's supposed to have this big, deep, meaningful past doesn't, you know? And I'm just mm-hmm. like, and there's that line that Kylo Ren says, you know, you have to let the past die. And I'm like, that was literally the director and the writer saying, if we're going to do new Star Wars films, they have to be new. Mm-hmm. And sets up this whole open page for like, we can take this anywhere now. And what yep. do they do? What does Kathleen Kennedy do? She hires J.J. Abrams to do another fucking reboot and completely invalidate The Last Jedi. Everything everything was just undermined. Everything. Yeah. And I, it's it was just, it was mental pointless. to me that you would have a franchise as dearly beloved as Star Wars and not plan out all three films before filming any of them. Dude, imagine how fucking amazing it would have been. Because they started playing with the light side and dark side and it became mm-hmm. like a grey... It was a huge grey area. That grey area was incredible. Dude, that the was... The possibilities. Mm. Some there was like there was shit cooking in there, yeah, and they just fucking ignored it and turned it into a love story. I didn't like, mind what? the love story so Are much. You being serious, I didn't mind it. I didn't say I liked it. I said okay, I didn't mind it. Okay, okay, okay. The Jedi thing I liked. The love story thing I didn't mind. The okay. thing that I I enjoyed was the idea of of I think Kylo Ren had the potential to be the best Star Wars character, and I mean that. Same. I and loved they, him. I loved him in yeah. episode seven and episode eight. I fucking loved yeah. him. And they wasted him. At, at no point in the sequel trilogy does he win a lightsaber battle. And he's Vader's grandson. Jar Jar Binks, really on point. the other hand. Get fucked with this Jar. <laughs> I, I keep trying to fucking move us away from it, man. Fucking Jar Jar Binks. You're, that's a great point. Kylo doesn't win any fucking fights. Like. No. He fights Finn, an untrained, non well, slightly force sensitive. It's hinted by the end of episode nine, but like he should have fucked Finn up in a matter of seconds. He should have fucked um I didn't mind that he he fought with Ray and that I liked the idea that they were there's like a duality where they were both equally matched in every way and as one got better, the other got better. I liked that link idea and I think it yeah. it it justified why he couldn't beat her, but he should be fucking everyone else up. Yeah, I guess so. I like I like that it kind of became that like good and evil is a spectrum, and it's a it's yeah. a like a moment by moment effort. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I lo- you have like, you have a choice to go either way with every decision that you make, and that was a great message. Yeah, and I liked that potential hint. You know, towards the end of eight, they're sort of hinting that maybe there isn't such a thing as the light side and the dark side. It's yeah. just the force and how yeah, you yeah, choose yeah. to use it. And I'm like, that would be incredible. You'd get like gray Jedi, like. 
think of all the possibilities and then fucking abrams comes along and goes somehow palpatine returns yeah yeah no 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 boys this i've got this film don't worry about it yeah what, how are we ending it make out cue palpatine yeah she's his granddaughter everyone, Get it up yeah, there. everyone in go. the galaxy is this is now a family sitcom yeah the, yeah everyone knows everyone and everything is related and it's not that scary yeah. though is it it's just a little old man with lightning fingers all right we'll give him a million star yeah, destroyers that have been that. under the ground forever why was he waiting for that. that moment to like reveal everything just take over the the fucking galaxy if you've got that arsenal behind you take mm -hmm. over the fucking galaxy why are we waiting what are we waiting for yeah i don't get it and finn was reduced to just a dude who runs around shouting at people I don't was he I don't really remember him in the third movie. I don't remember like what was happening with him. He's literally just running around looking for Ray and oh God, it's so, following in it's her footsteps. So shit. And what's upsetting is do you watch The Mandalorian? I watched uh the first few episodes of season one. Yeah, it it's spotty. There's a there's a sort of um towards the end of the first third of the season it gets a little bit monster of the week and a bit dull you have to push through that yeah that's where a... that's kind of where i got to i like the the story's great yeah. the fucking acting and some of it is oh my some god of it's atrocious yeah but it's I... got clancy brown in a really good episode where um a bunch okay. of ex-imperials try and break into an imperial base and one of the ex-imperials okay. is played by bill burr the comedian i was just about to say he's in bill burr in yeah. mandalorian i haven't and seen him in it got, but he's got a better ex stormtrooper arc in the 20 minutes that he has in that episode than Finn does in the entire three films. Because <laughs> he's there and he's resentful of the things that he was ordered to do and the, you know, the, I just think that the like monster the... he was forced to become. And Finn has none of that. Yeah, I guess. I mean, he's got a, in, in episode seven. Like they kind of hint that his consciousness has kicked in and that like it's the it's the light side sort of guiding him away from. Yeah. the dark side that's kind of t it was pointless because it was very short-lived yeah it was and and fit uh, they're all underdeveloped characters jar jar on the other hand functionally complete as mm -hmm. a character and definitely a sith sure what do you reckon are we saying yes are we saying this is confirmed I I mean I'd have to watch the film again and I don't know if I can emotionally withstand that at the moment like I don't think I'm in a stable enough position okay. mentally here's or spiritually here's what we should do because <laughs> we're, we 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 are aware dear listeners that we're slightly behind on episodes uh, due to a combination of unwell computers and unwell brains but um I mean we're saying that we... we're also tackling like incredibly complex issues yeah. 30 years down the line so yeah. it's there's a the, a lot's happened since the movies that we're doing at the moment, like for the Kevin Smith movies from the Viewers Universe, are like Quite mid to late nineties. Yeah. But they are tackling some fucking issues yeah. that are that have had lots of time to develop. Yeah, and they need decades a careful to touch. develop. They yeah. need to be like discussed in a proper way. They need to be researched properly. We can't just fucking yeah. sit here and spout shit and then just hope for the best because that's going to be horrible for everyone involved. So here's here's what I suggest as by way of compensation. What we should do for those few of you, the hundred or you know 60 or 70 of you that have got this far in the episode mm. if you join the discord i think we should subject ben to a prequel trilogy watch along I've got, let's go one further let's do episode one to episode nine and we can bookend the hatred right we can start yeah, on a fucking I hateful like resentment thing and we can end it on a fucking hateful resentment thing I'm down but we can that. find the love like in the middle yeah yeah and we can do like a movie a week or something like this in the yeah, discord we get around to it yeah we'll just do it yeah yeah i'm well up for that i'm right. not excited about the first or the ninth week but i'm well up for you know mate the first week is is better than the second the second week attack of the clones is it's genuinely 
It's just trade deals and it's trade deals and council. No, no. Discussions. First one's trade deals. The second one is I hate sand, um, and <laughs> uh, <laughs> fucking random villains that are introduced. And Hayden Christensen, despite being an incredible actor, just being forced to play a terrible actor. Him. I, can't I don't like it. him as an actor, but he he can act. And if you watched any of the prequel films, you would you would be forgiven for thinking he can't act for fucking shit. And it's just because the dialogue he's given by Lucas is so fucking awful. I just I think since eleven year old me saw saw him in, in the prequel trilogy. Yeah, I can't. I can't. Well, my, that's, my, that's what my, he did. Essentially, not... he did a couple of other films which he's good in, but the prequel trilogy fucking ended his career. Yeah, but I'm not willing to be the bigger man and look at his other work. Like that's that's just me being. Yeah, I'm very fair, petty yeah. when it comes to this. It's like he took my childhood and punched it in the face whilst I was mid childhood. That's a good you know point. what I mean. What else did Ahmed Best do? So he did uh, Jar Jar. What did he do before Jar Jar? Not much. Uh, he was an extra in Lean on Me, and then after that, oh wow, he really didn't do much. And then he's done television, Clone Wars, Robot Chicken, George Lucas. Hmm. I mean, to be fair, he was put through the absolute fucking ringer by the toxicity of the fan base that Star Wars has. Yeah, I think that it's it's kind of fucked up that that him as a person. Yeah. The same with Hayden Christian. Like, I I feel like a cunt for saying what I've just said. Like, I didn't give oh, no, his no, no, other no. work a chance at all. But that's just me being a petty bellend. No, but also, I mean? but also, like, when it's not when... his fault. George well, Lucas exactly. did it, and I still give George Lucas my fucking. I still have like collectibles yeah. mint condition in the box like and through... there's a fundamental difference between not enjoying somebody's performance and therefore not checking out their other performances and yeah. like hounding them on social media telling them to kill themselves for 10 oh yeah minutes. yeah fuck that there's yeah. there's none of that business i just won't watch his other movies you know what yeah, i mean i'm not exactly. I'm, like i feel like i'm not an actual cunt i just no, feel like there are there's a, a whole army of other people really bottoming out that fucking category for you so don't worry you're you're in the top 20 percent just by yeah. not watching his shit Every franchise has that demographic of people. Every every single oh God, yeah. every single thing that is that is like has fans or is possible yeah. to have fans will have like a, a sub like a fucking subhuman toxic, yeah. Yeah. I mean I wouldn't even say subculture, I'd say subhuman group of like fucking <laughs> like waste monsters Incel that weirdos, just sort yeah. of throw shitty, meaningless yeah. Like that, what they would think is harmless or harmful words or whatever the fuck they're trying to do. I don't yeah. know. They just focus way too much on it and take it personally. Well, for instance, do you remember the um, the character in episode eight, uh, who's sort of a little bit in episode nine? She's the um, Asian rebellion pilot who loses her sister. Yes. Any thoughts? Uh like ambivalent, right? Like, okay, not not a great character, not this, that, or the other. It's kind of, it's just a, it's a moot point. It's a, it's a moot point, it's, right. Yeah, it's a character. It's I don't, character. I don't have any not, sort of strong feelings yeah, either it's way. It's certainly not like, let's start a subreddit so that we can organize our doxing, swatting and, and cyberbullying yeah, of this actress. That's not a thing. That, it was a huge thing. Kelly, Stop uh, what was it. her name? Was it uh, Kelly Marie Tran? Why? What happened? Like, what uh, was, what was the thing? Do they think that she like was like yeah I I thank you for giving me this role in this film but they I'm going to rewrite my entire you part. Know, they thought she was a diversity hire um what? and ruined the film. Uh yeah, Rose Tico. Here we go. What? It's a whole thing, man. Dude, like... I didn't realize any of this, man. To be fair, from from episode 8 I was like this can go one of two ways and I kind of just kept my head clear of all of mm -hmm. it. 
Uh, I'm trying to find. I can't. I can't find the critical reception. Here we go. Yeah, the online harassment. Um, she became the subject of racist and sexist attacks. Uh, what the fuck? Immediately after her casting was announced, um, all of uh, she deleted all of her Instagram. Uh, pursued therapy. Like on the Stop Wikipedia it. page for this character, it is insane the levels that people went to because she was a female Asian character who had a speaking role that affected the narrative in a Star Wars film. What the fuck is wrong with people, man? Holy shit. Yeah. This is why I, I would I wouldn't if anyone offered me a creative role in the Star Wars franchise, I'd have to think long and fucking hard about it. Cause it's I just that know, thing man. of like you, 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 you can only lose. You can only lose. I don't know. I kind of feel like that because some t- if you catch me in a fighty mood, yeah. I'd kind of be up for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think but the then I think for the prolonged... Between, like, yeah, you're stuck between not wanting to say no and, and being ungrateful for the opportunity and you're grabbing the opportunity when it's there because, of course, you fucking want to do it. But at the same time, like you can only fuck it up. Yeah, there's no way that you can peek behind that curtain and ever go back to being just yeah. a, like you can't have that be as big a part of your childhood and then go, "Yep, that's for me." Yeah, yeah. What do you say to Mark Hamill when you meet him? See, this is the thing. So I'm a, you, you know me, I'm I'm an obsessive Nine Inch Nails fan, and I mm-hmm. I, I was backstage at a festival that they were playing at one point, mm-hmm. uh, and he was in the sort of artist area as I was, and he walked past, and I was like. I had the opportunity to stop him and have a quick chat, but it's that thing mm-hmm. of like, what am I going to say? What do I have to say that, yes. firstly, he hasn't heard a thousand times before? 100%. And secondly, like, all I can do is fuck it up. All I can do is like stumble over my words and yep. like say something offensive or whatever. So I just opted for an eye contact and a nod and a thanks. Yep. And he was like, for what? So it's like, all the music. And he was like, great. That was, that was enough, right? 100%. Same with Mark Hamill. It's just, I don't, I am a stranger to that person. Dude, and I, I, there is nothing that I can offer them that they are going to need, you know? At that point, if you're a fucking Mark Hamill. Yeah. Can you imagine a stranger walking up to you and going, you are such a large portion of my life that I feel like I know you on a personal yeah. level. What do you do that with that? The creepiest thing that I can think of. Yeah. There is nothing to say. There is nothing to say except thanks, you know, for that. Or, you know, really, really enjoyed that. But there's, you know, they're not going to go, oh, wow, cool. Come out and have dinner with me. Well, let's, I'd really like to hear more about this. What? Like yeah. my, my favorite ever story about meeting someone famous is I'm a massive Radiohead fan. I love Tom York Yeah. Uh, to pieces. Uh, they played, Radiohead did two gigs back to back in Wolverhampton at the Civic Hall. When uh, this is, this is, we're talking like fucking over a decade ago because you yeah, can yeah. still it's smoke like indoors. Early 2000s, yeah. You could still smoke indoors. And I remember we went there. Uh, we were smoking. We got away with having like a couple of joints indoors. It was great. And one of one of my buddies was there. We didn't go with him, but one of my buddies was there and we we got lost from each other. We had a couple of drinks. Mm-hmm. We got lost from each other, X, Y, and Z. But the, the thing with this venue is it was amazing because the artist uh, leaving the venue to go to their tour bus, mm-hmm. it, it was just across the street. Yeah. Like there, there was yeah, no yeah. like hidden, like, like back doors no or back bit. Yeah. There was no, no back of the venue. They had to. It's fucking Wolverhampton. Onto the same street that you do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. walk out of a door that's like adjacent to the door that I've just walked yeah. out of. So I, I personally hate hounding people. Right. Cause mm. I, I went, I, I did it once, but it, it didn't work out how I yeah, planned it. Was it was weird. very yeah, heartbreaking. Exactly, yeah. yeah. 
So my friend went to go meet Tom York. Uh, he had a he had a Radiohead CD. It was a copy of Amnesiac. It's his favorite album. Great. And he was a fucking insanely good album. He were, he walked straight up to Tom York and was like, "Hey man, it's a fucking that was incredible, great show." Tom was like, "Thank you, mm-hmm. glad you enjoyed it." Uh, and then he was like, "Can you sign my CD?" And Tom Tom York apparently just stood there, looked at him, looked at the CD, looked back into him, but like held eye contact and just went, "Why?" <laughs> With no, no facial emotion, no no oh. facial expression, no emotion, just yeah. why? Yeah, you give give me a good reason. Mm-hmm. to sign this to sign this and i will yep. do it and I, I, my my friend was so caught off guard he just went eh. and tom walked <laughs> just walked straight past him like he was a fucking like he was a curtain just walked past him like he was nothing yeah can yep. you imagine if that was mark hamill can you imagine if luke skywalker <laughs> did that to you that would fucking destroy me on like a, a like a fundamental human I level mean, i think tom york was being i mean i understand why and what he meant by it in that thing of like am i just signing this for ebay or is this you know no it's exactly right what's it yeah. mean it doesn't yeah. fucking mean it it doesn't make the album any better or any worse it's just no. something for you it's bragging rights for whatever but i think that's the thing is that in i've i've been with musicians who have a profile when they've you know we've been walking down the street or whatever and they've been stopped by a fan or fans come into the studio or whatever mm-hmm. and it's just intensely awkward because there's there's nothing really to talk about it's two strangers except it's two strangers where one of them knows a fuck ton about the other one mm-hmm. and the other one knows nothing about about the fan and mm. there's so many like so many artists will say no to a selfie because it's just bragging rights sure Whereas if you pull out an analog film camera and go, can I have a Polaroid with you? Then there's, that's not going to make it onto Instagram. You know, that's, and a, that's a different that's, thing. That's, it, that's yes. incredibly personal yeah. moment. That's capturing a moment. That's, exactly. that's essentially what the they do in the studio the, every day. Signing the CD thing. It's like, am I signing this so that you can eBay it? Or am I signing this for you? Yeah, 100%. But I mean, if it, it was... in the harshest possible way. I fucking that's my that's my favorite story. That made me love Radiohead a little bit more, but yeah. it also warned me off ever approaching Tom York in public. <laughs> I don't think I could do that. Like if I approach no, an automatic door to, you've got and it doesn't open, I can never go back to that shop again. <laughs> if I walk up to the front man of Radiohead, like Tom fucking yeah. York. Yep. And you get that. And you get, get a why? Yeah. Absolutely not. You've got nothing Hermit. to gain and everything to lose. I'm going to be on some sort of documentary because I've not left my house in 13 years type shit. That's that's where I'm going to end up in life. Oh, mate. Film recommendation. Independent documentary. Uh, it was a film student's uh, project. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Independence Day then. I was like, no, what? no, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's this film, right? It's called It's called 2012. No, oh, um, wow. That it's called I Think really... We're Alone Now. And it's a documentary about okay. two super fans of mm-hmm. the US singer Tiffany, who did, I think we're alone now. You don't have to Doesn't explain who Tiffany right. is, all right? right. I'm, I'm down with the tiff. Right, okay. so she had that song and maybe one other that sort of got halfway up the charts compared to that one. Okay. And then that was it. And she sort of, she's still touring. She's still, you know, she's got albums coming out, but she's got uh-huh. her fan base and she caters to that fan base and she's very yeah. happy in that niche. And I think we're alone now is just a, a student filmmaker with a cheap camera following two fans who both have restraining orders placed against them by her. What? Um, uh, because they are so dangerously obsessed with her. Um, That's terrifying, man. What the it's fuck? It's an incredible documentary because you never, it's, you know, it's not to do with her, it's to do with them and why they right. feel that way and why this, that, the other. And it's just a fantastic sort of character portrait of these two people who have 
absolutely no concept of this person being a person that isn't the person that lives inside their head. That's so odd. It's brilliant. That's so odd. Not as odd as the fact that Jar Jar is a Sith. <laughs> I fucking, the sooner that we can just put Jar Jar in the bin and just forget about him. Well, we've got That'd nine films to watch until we can do that. But um, we're at the 40 minute mark. I think we should round this up. So I thought the Phantom Menace, when I saw this, I thought maybe there was going to be a nod to E.T. No. No, 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 They've got the E.T. Is E.T. Uh, a Jedi? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, they've got them in the movie. Like the the creature that E.T. is, the, Senate, ad- yeah. the extraterrestrial. But no, uh, I'm just not yeah. that much of an E.T. guy. What? No. That little bastard doesn't like break your heart. No. Are you? You can watch ET without crying. Yeah. You are a fucking monster. I I always found it um over sentimental and um like uh corny. I I don't know how to handle that information. <laughs> I don't know how to process that. It's like a shit Harry and the Hendersons. How? Uh, a. Mm-hmm. Harry and the Henderson is fantastic. I'll agree yeah. with you on that. But, yeah, but yeah. and B, how fucking dare you? It's a like shit a, it's Harry like and a the less Hendersons. original Mac and me. Rob, I love you. Mm-hmm. But there are some things that you say that that, mm-hmm. that I almost snowflake over. <laughs> we need to wrap this up. Should we do an outro? Because you're going to need to put it about 15 minutes further back than where we are now. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. So, it's going to um, be a 30 minute thing anyway. It's, yeah, yeah. It's fine. So, uh, Jar Jar Binks, Sith Lord, yeah? Uh, sure. And we'll do a nine film watch along on the Discord to really dig into it. Yeah, I'm a hundred percent up for doing like a Star Wars marathon. Great, well, 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 um, doing that. we'll have details on our socials about uh, the time and date for our Phantom Menace watch along uh, coming in the next couple of days. Join the Discord. Join the Discord. Love you, lords. Love you, lords. <laughs> Love you, lords. And Love you. Uh, consume. Please. Yeah, do it. Free will. <laughs> All right, Jar Jar. Oh,